You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Get to the flames, idiot. Yeah. Hockey, hockey. Puck, puck, puck. Words hurt sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. George is getting upset. Oh, Where man. has that little sexy minx been? <laughs> and Matty Rose. <laughs> oh, friends, welcome aboard. Someone with my complexion. Yeah. And I got some local nuts, notes for you as well. You got some local what? I can do it in like three tugs. You sure about that? We don't do that here. <laughs> That's Toronto Radio. This is Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from the Hospital Home Lottery Beautiful Show Home. This thing's ridiculous. We're in the executive community of Watermark at Bears Paw. Listen to this bad boy we got going on right here. 6,800 square feet of developed living space. Custom built by Crystal Creek Homes. Five bedrooms, seven bathrooms. Is that enough? That's a lot. Is that enough for you? Your your cohort? Your squad. Yeah. You have a nice batch pad. Sure. What would, like, could you imagine me living here by myself? You by would, one you would, thing? You would be able to fly your friends out and have them live here as well. There's enough room. Yeah. There's maybe, enough bathrooms. Maybe I have you live here. No. I refuse to live Charge here. Charge rent. I always, I already get far enough, George. Thanks, though. That's true. That's kind that's offer, true. but that's going to be a hard pass from your boy. That's true. Plus, you're a little gross. Like, I probably wouldn't want to live with you. I don't know if we would be very good roommates. It might be like a fine sitcom, but yeah. I don't know if we'd be a good roommate. It could be quirky. Yeah, oh, it'd be very quirky. Yeah. Um, we're at this beautiful executive community uh, of Watermark at Bears Paw. Uh, get your tickets. CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com. Call one 541 Uh There's an early bird prize, too. Deadline midnight tomorrow, Friday night. You could win a 2023 Corvette Stingray convertible. Mm. You could also win a six-day getaway to sunny California for four, or it's all included. You get the trip to California, the Corvette, or you take 150 in cash. 150 that you can roll around in. Wow, like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, as we've oh, said in yeah. the past, wouldn't be that easy, but it's fine. Uh, the early bird uh, prize, too, includes a $1 million Canmore condo, Alberta's biggest early bird prize, a $1 million condo custom-built by Spring Creek, awarded fully furnished and professionally decorated, located in the Ar- Arnakia Lodge. Did I say that right? Um, That's a good question. I, I think you were close enough. Do you know what that is? What? This word right here. Arnica? Arnica Lodge? Located in the Arnica Lodge? We'll check on that. Shan? Um, Shan, Shan's not here. Okay, good. Uh, Okay, good. Patty Dumother? Nope, just me. I'm flying solo. Oh, look at you. Uh, You're you're king among men. Thanks, Sheriff. All right. uh, The sheriff is back in town. (laughs) You have no idea how much I had to deal with this yesterday, and I'm seriously worried that this is going to become something that is permanent. Yeah, the sheriff's back. I kind of like the bit. No. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm the sheriff. You guys all like, you know, dude on the show, coming up with new segments. I'm like, what? The sheriff has to approve everything before it's on the show. Exactly. Runs through the sheriff. 
It has yeah. to it has to go over the sheriff's desk before before it's on the show. You don't when, wear... you, when I'm not on the show, you guys do whatever you want. It's great. It's the Wild West. When the sheriff's around. Partner, you got to watch yourself. <laughs> um, we got a busy show today. It's, it's partner. Partner. Par- partner. Ross Tucker, NFL on CBS, going to join us at 7 o'clock. Talk big, that football. Big Taysom Hill fan. Yeah, we got to get we got to get his take on that. Did you actually hear what he had said the first no. time? No. And okay, I want to I want to ask him about I'll it. Show it. I'll show it to you in the break. Okay. Um I want to ask him this question too. Actually, GVP, you can probably pull it up. Maybe we could play it at the end of the segment. It's on Twitter. You can find it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um bigger overreaction in week 1. Uh the Lions win in Kansas City or Josh Allen in the Bills? throwing some bad picks i'm gonna say the overreaction oh man i think that they're i i See, honestly think that they were both a good question. i think they were both signs of things to come okay i think the lions are legit and i think that josh allen is a bit of a problem okay wow um madison shipman um blue jays analyst for sportsnet uh jays got waxed last night 10 nothing got booed off the field as they should uh all of a sudden you wake up this morning jays out of a playoff spot not ideal New. Not ideal with a handful of games left as we're in the middle of September. Well, the thing the part about this, too, is like we were laughing at the Rangers while they were getting absolutely clobbered by the yeah. Astros last week. And now it's like, oh, shoes on the other foot. Yeah, Jay's been this, sco- this isn't fun at all. Jay's been able to score 26-7 in the three games. Yeah. That's not it's, good. It's not 39-10 to 10 in I three did, games, but it's bad. I did take grade 10 math twice, so I know that that's not good. Frank Cervalli, NHL Daily Faceoff at 8 o'clock. Our NFL Big Bets at 8.30. Uh, your boy here, the Sheriff, had a stellar week one. You did have one. a good week one. You did have I a think because I'm not doing inside one. the lines anymore, I can actually focus on the lines. Which is a, a strange statement. Wh- which seems counterintuitive. Yeah, it feels very but counterintuitive. But when you have to sit there and write, write, write game previews on everything. Yeah. Like, you don't have time to look at the actual lines because you're looking up stats and information and fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Nuggets. Yeah, you want... You're you, mining for gold. Well, the, the other guys were kind of the, the ones that got to just look at the lines and you had to lay the show out. Yeah, oh, yeah, they did a lot. Um, NFL Big Bets, 830. Um, got an update for you. By the way, uh, incredible day for us yesterday at Country Hills. Oh, my goodness. For the Calgary Flames annual golf tournament. You want to talk about an organization... That's a, it's class act, Maddie. Class act, first class all the way by the Calgary Flames. The golf tournament was incredible. It's it's one of my favorite days of the year. Like I, uh, second time playing in it for me, and yeah, easily one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, he uh, we we had a great time. Uh, we were paired with my man uh, Paul from um, Prominent Homes. Hey, yeah, check out his website, prominenthomes.ca. Mm. He's a great guy. Yeah, enjoyed chatting with Paul. Um, we had Paul and Paul were there, both from Prominent. That was uh, good to have both those guys there. We had Kevin and Steven, a couple of Flames ambassadors as well that we were with. And Yeah, it's just a great day. A great, great track. Day. The track is good, and then you go to the dinner, and everybody's there, and everyone's all excited because Lanny had a hole-in-one out at Glen Eagles. Like yesterday was Lanny's day again. It's, uh, the guy hits an ace yesterday. Yeah, of course. He hits an ace, and his group shoots an absurd 28, 29 under. Net, yeah, after their handicap. But, yeah, 
pretty egregious. Yeah. How are you going to beat that? <laughs> what are you? What are you going to do? I don't know. That's one of those things where you kind of have to have the the sandbag and handicap, and then also play extremely well. Like we had a couple of good holes early on. Yeah, but I'm going to get to that in a sec. We, uh, yeah, Lanny yeah. was crushing it. Listen, the only guy that would have beat them yesterday was King John Eel. Oh his yeah, first time ever golfing. Yeah, big time. His <laughs> first time ever golfing where you had like what? Oh. Six or seven hole in ones, I think. Yeah, he the first time he ever uh, golfed, he shot thirty eight under, <laughs> which is in, which uh, good for him. I don't doubt that for good one for second. Him. He's yeah, a natural. Really, yeah, yeah. Some people just got it. He had he only had eleven holes in one in his round. Only. Yeah. Pick it up, Lanny. While his people were eating tree bark around him because <laughs> there's nothing to eat because what a disgusting dictatorship that is there. So uh, Lanny hits an ace, like hits the Air Canada ace, um, flights everywhere, incredible. Just uh, <laughs> a, just an awesome event yesterday. They raised a ton um, for the Flames Foundation. It's just it was it was a, it was an A plus run tournament yesterday. Yeah, and it always is. A uh, bunch of great sponsors. Scotiabank was the presenting one. The live auction is always one of my favorite things to just watch. Um, just because it's so much fun, feels you can feel the energy in the room. Um, yeah, it's great. The silent auction, our table was keeping a close eye on the silent auction bids. I want to say Stephen walked away with three or four of the prizes. Wow, so that's pretty good. It's a great day. The yeah, meal, f- the meal was good. I felt bad for a man, uh, Paul from Prominent Homes, that uh, he got paired with us. Rather than like a like a like a player or like a former player, mm-hmm. but I think we had some we had we had some fun yesterday for sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Shout out to my man Paul. So, uh, if you need an update on my golf course, uh, my golf club saga. Oh, great! I can give you yeah. an update. Sign me up. So I love you, I love how this story ends. Please go ahead. So, if you um, if you were listening yesterday, I had a bit of a rant. <laughs> I was a little upset about uh, for some for some reason. I was taking a specific airline, and the flight was delayed an hour. The plane Ooh. wasn't even there, but yet somehow, some way, my golf clubs weren't on the flight with me. No, no. There was Nowhere plenty of found. time to load the golf clubs onto the airline. It wasn't even there when I checked them in. No chance, dude. The plane was not there. No, I think you're probably hamming it up a bit. So I'm, uh, I'm back and forth with the customer service. They're very apologetic. Uh, they're asking me all the details, the flight number, the ticket, everything. Okay, that's all standard. I'm like, they're going to find them. I'm going to be fine. And then I get the email that sends me into a tizzy. Mm-hmm. Sends me a bit of a panic. Sure. Uh, what was in your bag, and you need to detail in case we need to reimburse you for losing your golf clubs. I'm like, hell to the nah, <laughs> that's going to happen. So now I'm now I'm really worried about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm we're like, still on the course. And we're still on the course. So I'm, I'm trying to call the good people at the Calgary airport. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the slight at the Calgary airport. I know there's a lot of hardworking, good people who work at that airport. That's just a cum- customer service as a whole. But trying to get someone just, on the phone now. Just trying to love. call and get someone on the phone there. And when the voicemail is, we'll get back to you in two business days, that's not going to fly. Like I can't In the wait. middle of a business day. In the middle of a business day. I can't wait two business days. So I call, I call, I call, no answer. And then I say to you and my man Paul, I go, I think my clubs are at the airport. Yeah, you did say that. And we were close enough that I'm like, hey, I'm just going to get over to the airport when we're done golfing. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, my man Paul drives me over to the airport. Okay, this is where I want to stop you. Because it is one thing to ask the nice gentleman that we were golfing with to yep. take us downtown. But for you to ask him to drive you to the airport yep. where you had no confirmation that your golf clubs were there. Yeah. We had a nice before, before going back to the dinner. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was. It was too much. A little forward. I thought it was a little forward. Well, I'm not going to you lie. See, you're making a comment like that when you don't know the relationship we built together in the golf cart. <laughs> Apparently not. See? Apparently not. So um, I, I get out of the out of his beautiful truck. Uh, I run inside where the uh, oversized baggage is. What do I see sitting there? My golf clubs. Got them. Just sitting there in the oversized baggage. On It had a red tag that said urgent on it, which I don't know what that meant. I walked over. Grabbed them, wheeled them out, boom, got my golf clubs back. I also wanted to point out one of my favorite parts of the day was the fact that you started out with rental clubs, which was great. Yeah, which was a beautiful set of, like, Titleist, like, blades. Yeah, they were Professional irons that I couldn't hit worth a damn. And uh, our boy Sean from Golf Town was listening to the show on the way in. He listened to your little saga. My sad story? Yeah. I don't... mm, it's real first world problems, so I right. don't know if I'd go as far as saying a sad story. But, but again, a golfer like GVP, you, you got my back on this, right? How devastating that would be losing your clubs. Yeah, like your clubs are an attachment of your arm, basically. Every, See, so I feel. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it is a very first world problem. Yeah, to, to have, and the well, fact that yeah, no kidding. We got to the turn because we started on 13, and our boy Sean, who had been listening to the show. Basically, he'd called one of his shops, and they had brought down a set of clubs as well. So then you ended up using what? A brand new Paradigm. Callaway's. A, a putter that still had the wrap the on it. The shrink wrap on it. It looked like one of the uh, one of the store clerks had just gone right to the rack, pulled something off that he liked, and thrown it in the bag. Pretty much. Ripped it down to the course yep. for you. Our man Sean And then you started town. playing really well after that. Yeah, because it was, it was more my style, those clubs. They felt similar to what I'm used to. If there's one way to have a good round, it's be in a six-man scramble and try two sets of clubs for the first time in that round. Yeah. Oh, without hitting the range as well. That's usually right. a good setup for well, success. Well, we, we were doing the show, and then... Yeah, no, we weren't able to. We, yeah. There was no other option. I'm but, just saying. Um, Shout-out to our man, uh, Sean from Golf Town. Uh, Shout-out to my man, uh, Paul from Prominent Homes. Uh, everything everything worked out perfectly yesterday. The dinner was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The meal was gourmet mm-hmm. at the Saddle Dome. Derek I enjoyed Wills myself. Great. Derek Wills was incredible Some as the MC. Speeches. Did a great job of doing that. Didn't and have ultimately, to be at home watching the Blue Jays. Yeah, ultimately, I got my golf clubs back, so everything is fine in the world. Like everything That's, is right. Once again, very first world problems. Yeah, to say everything is right. I'm, well, and we're in this beautiful uh, show home in the executive community of Watermark at Bears Paw. Five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, 6,800 square feet. Uh, the 50-50 draw right now for the hospital home lottery, $1.7 million. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that Western Canada does great. Well, it's two things. One is hospitality. Two is uh, 50-50 draws. $1.7 million for uh, the 50-50 draw. That would be all right. That would make your day. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a uh, lot of interesting stuff. So when you and I were just cranking out a show at the golf course yesterday, 
Uh, all of our friends were due to media veil in front. Mm-hmm. We saw our man Pat Steinberg, mm-hmm. and he, Pat also texted me in the evening. Did he? He's like, I didn't know you guys were even there. <laughs> but he said, I didn't know you bleeps were there. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have came and said hi. I'm like, I go, first of all, don't be so sensitive. Second of all, let's go for drinks this week. Done. So uh, Pat didn't even know. So Steinberg was out there, Wes Gilbertson, our man Julian McKenzie. All the media was there ready to talk to the Flames. Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin were there. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to play him in the morning report. Yes. But I want to I wanna play him right now so we can chat about it. Okay. Because we got uh, lots to do today. we got a busy, busy show. Let's, because uh, Elias Lindholm, this is kind of the first time he took a question about his future in Calgary that wasn't via Swedish newspaper. Like, like point blank. Since the off season, yeah. Yeah, point blank, like, since he's been back to Calgary, here's the question. Are you staying a Calgary Flame? Do you want to stay in Calgary? Here's the clip in front of the golf course yesterday. Hit it, GVP. A lot of guys on one-year deals, and, uh, you know, we're just focusing on the on the season, you know. Uh, that's all I can do. and Try to be competitive out there and, and uh, have a good season. Uh, that sounded very unconvincing to me. I don't know about you. Like, it's the same thing that it's been the whole entire time, and I don't know why we should expect anything differently. This is the same conversation that you and I have had for literally the last two months. Nothing should – we shouldn't expect him to say anything here. He hasn't seen the new organization. He doesn't know what anything's going to be like. Why would you hit your wagon to eight more years of this if it ends up being the same as last year? Why would you do that? It would be nine years. He could have mixed in, I love Calgary. No. I love the fan base. Whatever, because then you're getting into Johnny Gaudreau territory, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I love it here, and it's such a hard decision to make. You know, like, then you're getting into the him and the hawing, and when the final decision gets made, everyone is extra mad at you because you were so close to saying yes, and then you say no. It's almost better to just be indifferent and be like, eh, you know, we'll see what happens. Plus, that's kind of how Lindholm has always been. Like, that's... Every press conference he's ever done, that's kind of the tone, that's kind of what you're my, expecting from Lindholm. That's my, exactly what he's like. Being w- Watching this team like I have the last year, almost year, of the program, um, he doesn't seem, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's a big fan of talking to the media. <laughs> no, I don't think he likes it at all. <laughs> no, and that's fine, but that's part of the gig. For some people, yeah. yeah. It's the same like with, with Chris Tanev. We had a yeah. great interview with him yesterday, but does he enjoy those chats? Definitely I think Chris not. Tanev enjoyed our chat yesterday. Maybe our chat, but I don't think he's like... Because we oh, asked him about gum and his double can't bubble. Wait, can't wait to get down to the Dome and do some media and chat with those chumps today. Uh, like, real quick. never something that he wakes up and thinks. GVP, do you have that clip of Chris Tanev when, we asked, when Matty asked him about the contract that he wasn't worried about it? Oh, I need to isolate it, but I do have the scrum. I can do that in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we had that in the interview yesterday, and you're like, oh, the contract. And then he literally was sitting back. He goes, I'm not worried about it. And I don't know if the there was a more that I expected. believable moment in the history of the show. Just looking at his demeanor, how cool he was, looking at a lot of those chicklets that weren't there. He's like, eh, I'm not worried about gaps. it. There's some gaps in between those two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great guy. There's a whole lot of need for floss on those front ones, but Mackenzie Weger. Uh, let me tell you this about Mackenzie Weger too. Mm-hmm. If that guy wants a, uh, uh, he's coming for some broadcasting jobs if he wants to when his playing career is done. That yeah, guy's smooth a, as silk. We had a few texts about that yesterday too. He's great. And people were just talking about how 
you know, he's uh, almost relatable. Yeah, he is. No, he's for, a great guy. Uh, uh, Big fan of Mackenzie Weaker. NHL defenseman. So, yeah, he, great chat with him. Yeah, we'll get that Tanev clip. Whatever I think he's definitely going to be wearing uh, an A or something for this team for a long time. So the Lindholm yeah. thing wasn't really that surprising with what he said. Mm-hmm. He's got the Tanev clip. You want to do that quick? Oh, okay, yeah, hit the Tanev clip. On expiring deals, it really doesn't feel like something that you worry about going into a, a contract year. Uh, how much are you thinking about that? Me? No, I'm good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm good. Not me. I'm yeah, good. I believe him. He went on to say, like, he's played on a lot, lot of one-year deals, which if I'm a Flames fan, I'm like, hey, that's that's great news. That yeah, means... thanks for helping the franchise. And he out. also talked about how he understands there's kind of – uh, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he talked about how, you know, there's going to be priorities for this team. Yep. And the 30-plus-year-old shutdown defenseman who is not going to cost you $6 million a year is not the highest priority. Yeah. He's definitely one of them. Sure. He's up the list. Absolutely. But at the same time, I don't think this is something where he's uh, overly concerned. This is a guy that's going to have an NHL job and get paid very well to do it. And he says if he's he healthy. wants to. Right. Says he's healthy. Uh, he can keep going as long as he's healthy. And he had the big smile on his face when it said, best shape of your career. Yeah. He's like, yep, best shape of my career. Yeah, That's what we always uh, hear in training camp. Yeah. He's come in in the best shape of his career, yeah, best shape of his life. Never skated this much in the yeah. offseason. That's another one of my recent favorites. I love it. Um, also, uh, Noah Hannafin mm-hmm. uh, spoke yesterday and uh, talked about his potential future here in Calgary. I think there's just a lot to digest last summer after after the year we had not making the playoffs and um, you know a lot of expectations on the team and for me personally I just want to see uh, you know, how this year kind of played out a little bit and, and take my time a little bit but uh, you know it's a it's a big year for the group and, and a big bounce back year for us and, and me individually as well so um, you know I'm excited to get it going. Yeah, like, do you think the door is slightly open for him to remain in Calgary Flame? Maybe more so than it was at the end of last season. Uh, not really, if I'm being honest. Okay. I feel like that ship has pretty much sailed. I think that's good lip service to do at the beginning of the year, especially when you're about to enter a locker room with all of your teammates. And, and if you want to have that as kind of the last thought that you throw out there before everyone gets into training camp, by all means. But I'm, um, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't think so. I think that, I think that door is pretty firmly shut, frankly. I thought he did a great job in front of the media. Yeah, you know, let, let's let's see how things work out. And But, again, patience. It, like, it's all about patience. And here's the other thing. And, you know, this is something that William Nylander talked about in that interview with Elliot and Jeff as well. Like, you know, one more year left on their deal. They got to play for it, right? I understand that there's been a vast change in the NHL landscape over like the last five to ten years as far as guys who are on the final year of a contract. Um, And it obviously rings true really strong here in town with Johnny and everything that happened with Kachuk and all that type of stuff. But at the same time, what are you going to do? These guys have one more year left on their deal, can't come to a decision. See how the year goes. See what happens. That's sports at this point. You've got yourself into a position where you got a whole bunch of UFAs at the end of the year, a whole bunch of questions in this specific division. Mm-hmm. Go have a good start. See what happens. But on Hannafin, uh, we'll see. Um, lots to do today. Ross Tucker, our man, NFL analyst uh, for CBS, 
Uh, the Ross Tucker podcast will join us at the top of the hour. Uh, do you have the Ross Tucker clip or no? He said at the end of the segment. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, this is uh, him from Sunday talking about uh, Taysom Hill. Interesting to see the empty set here. A stack on the top. Hill keeps it himself. The powerful runner, Taysom Hill, out of BYU in his seventh year now with New Orleans. I'm not kidding when I think, and when I tell you, I think he's one of the best football players ever in Taysom Hill. Wow. Now, I know he's not a Hall of Famer or any of that. This guy can play quarterback, running back, tight end. He makes tackles on special teams. This guy's like Jim Thorpe. I mean, can, can you name any other guy that's ever done all the things that Taysom Hill did? He's like the perfect football player. I don't know why that's so polarizing. Because it's just getting taken out of context. What? What? Something's taken out of context in today's social media environment? What? Everyone just wants to aggregate best football player ever. Yeah. They totally forget the very next part where he says, I know he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't, yeah. We'll ask him about it because I'm sure he caught a lot of strays on. Uh, oh, yeah. On social he's been media. asked about it. He's doubled down. I think he's, I don't think he's too far off the mark here. Yeah, again, he's crazy. very versatile. And, I understand. And I'm, and I'm surprised Sean Payton hasn't traded for him for the Denver Broncos yet. To be honest with you, Sean I'm going to be honest with you. Some Taysom Hill. He loves Taysom Hill. He's the one who loved uh, the versatility of Taysom Hill. We'll talk to Ross Tucker. We'll talk to Madison Shipman, Blue Jays analyst for Sportsnet. Good Lord. Uh, Maddie's going to get into the just gross details of that Blue Jays beatdown at the hands of the Texas Rangers uh, coming up straight ahead in the Rose Report. What do you got for us in the Rose Report? Anything fun? Um, Not necessarily. Yeah, it was a tough you know, day yesterday for us to... We were busy. We got. I had some audio from the Flames Charity Golf Tournament that you just played, so we'll have that coming up. Good. And uh, again, in a moment here, uh, the NFL is back. The Jays got smoked again. Pretty much it. Uh, we are on location right now. We are at um, the beautiful 6,800 uh, square foot home here. It's ridiculous. Uh, in the uh, executive community at Watermark at Bears Paw. Uh, get your early bird tickets. The deadline is tomorrow night. You got a, the Corvette and California bonus prize. You can win a 2023 Corvette Stingray convertible plus a six-day getaway to sunny California for four. Or you take the $150,000 in cash. The 50-50 draws $1.743 million. You can win this ridiculous home, To It's crazy stuff. Uh, get your tickets. Calgary Hospital Home Lottery dot com one triple eight five four one fifty five forty. We'll talk to our pal Val Ball later on the show as well. It is the big show. The sheriff's back. Russell and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Yeah, we're live from the Hospital Home Lottery show home at the Executive Community of Watermark at Bears Paw. It's the big show. Russell and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. The Corvette and California bonus prize. The deadline is midnight tomorrow night. You can win a 2023 Corvette Stingray convertible plus a six-day getaway to sunny California for four, or take a hundred and fifty grand in cash. Hundred fifty, racket. Uh, for more details, visit CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com mm-hmm. or call one triple eight 
541-5540. Ross Tucker, NFL on CBS. I got this QR code if you need it. You can come say hi to us. tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll let you in, though, if you're just a random. Or they will. I'm pretty sure it's a show home, dude. I'm pretty sure the point is yeah, to show it to Yeah, come by and say hi. You can shake Matty Rose's hand. I got a firm grip. You sure do. Um, Ross Tucker, NFL analyst, NFL on CBS, the Ross Tucker podcast. At the top of the hour, Madison Shipman, Blue Jays analyst for sports, said, Woof, Blue Jays get crushed yesterday. The details straight ahead with my man Matt Rose on the Rose Report. And it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Hello, friends. Welcome aboard. We got so many things to tell you about. It was the Flames Golf Tournament. The Jays continue to stink. And we got Week 2 NFL action getting going today. So let's go ahead, George. Let's dive in. All right. Mentioned it yesterday. It was the Flame Celebrity Charity Golf Classic. Select players spoke to the media, including a couple with deals expiring at the end of the year. For example, American Noah Hannafin spoke on his contract and perhaps a desire for a change in locale. I think there's just a lot to digest last summer after after the year we had not making the playoffs and um, you know a lot of expectations on the team. And for me personally, I just want to see uh, you know, how this year kind of played out a little bit and, and take my time a little bit. But uh, you know, it's a it's a big year for the group and, and a big bounce back year for us and, and me individually as well. So um, you know, I'm excited to get it going. So there are the thoughts from Flames number 55, George. Yeah. Um... A very well said statement in front of the media. I guess it gives you a little hope if you're a Flames fan. Yeah. Or do you think there's a lot of Flames fans out there who are like, you know what? Why don't we deal from a position of strength? The blue line is a position of strength on the Calgary Flames. And maybe, you know, there's there's a lot of destinations out there potentially for Noah Hannafin. Like, the thing is... I think that if there was a lot of destinations out there for Manila Hannafin, he would probably be gone. Or, I think that there are destinations, but I don't know if there are people that are willing to give Craig Conroy what he wants. And I right. also yet. think that yet, yet, sure. But one of the biggest things here for me is that this is going to be Craig's first trade, probably. Right? Well, I guess he's done the Sharon Govish and Toffoli trade. That was right. that was pretty him. Big. But at the same time. A Hannafin trade would dwarf that for sure. Yes. And if you weren't boy, if nobody was going to pony up the first round pick at the 2023 for draft, and you were set on it, I have a lot of time for someone who is going to stand their ground and not back well, down when someone tries to back them into a corner. We got uh, Frank Cervalli coming up at eight o'clock NHL daily faceoff. That's something I want to ask Frank about. I think this trade deadline will be a little more robust based on the fact that the cap is going up. And teams are willing to add more salary or sign extensions with players. So, again, it's something that we've talked about. And it's not the worst approach to be patient if you're the general manager of the Calgary Flames, especially when you're new to the gig. It's okay to take your time and be methodical instead of making rash decisions. Because we all want to see him... We all, we all love trades. We all love that. And then you're like, whoa, I don't know about that trade. And it'd be totally different if, just for example, the guy was Daryl Sutter at the helm just because they're two completely different personalities. Sure. I think that there is an outside idea that Craig has this approachability 
that makes you think that maybe other GMs would be able to pull the wool over his eyes. I don't think that's going to happen because I think that the competitive nature that Craig has is extremely underrated, and he's not going to back down and lose a trade, per se. Yeah. But I understand why the deal hasn't been made yet. Sure. Is there going to get to a point where a team in a great spot early on in camp loses a key defenseman and want to make a change or they have a whole bunch of cap space open up? I can see it. Sure. But we also don't really get training camp injuries in the NHL like we do in the NFL, the NBA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, uh, I like what Hannafin said. And then the mixed message of what Elias Lindholm said, which you're getting to. Yes, uh, that as well. Uh, Flames centerman, Elias Lindholm, coming into town. What are his thoughts on the contract situation? A lot of guys on one-year deals, and, uh, you know, we're just focusing on the on the season, you know. Uh, that's all I can do, and try to be competitive out there and, and uh, have a good season. Pretty simple. Yeah. Be competitive, have a good season. Not that hard. Pretty I great uh, overall. Yeah, I, uh, again, which way are you leaning? Like, what is your gut telling you on Lies Lindholm? Stays. I, I think I've changed that he's gone to I think he's staying. And, again, a very, you know, very guarded, very cautious. Like, I think he's going to end up staying here. And if – because just just being around the team, like, just the limited interactions we have with the, with the organization as a whole – just being down at the dome, the vibe has changed around the team. There's a lot more positivity emanating from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, mm-hmm. and obviously last night was was an incredible event down at the dome, and, and, and again, a plus event, the Flames Charity Golf Classic um, by the Calgary Flames. But I just feel like this organization is making a conscious effort to be more player friendly, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think that might be one of the determining factors. Maybe not, you know, a huge factor, but an important one with what Elias Lindholm wants to do with his future of the Calgary Flames. And also, Maddie, like, can you think of a outside of maybe the Bruins? What is a better situation for Elias Lindholm? Like to be the number one center of a team to play all the all the top situations, you know, power play, penalty kill, you know, maximum amount of ice time, being a being a really important player of the team. Outside of the Bruins, who really don't have a number one guy now, where is a better situation like on the ice for Elias Lindholm than the Calgary Flames? I wouldn't say there's really anything in the Pacific Division. I'd have to ponder it. It's a sure. good question. But, like, outside of being a number two guy on a really good team, mm-hmm. right? But being a guy who's going to play in every key situation for you. On a team that has aspirations of not being a bottom feeder. Yeah, this this team doesn't want to bottom out. They don't want to be a lottery team. They want to be a playoff team and make some noise in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just from a hockey perspective, like, outside of the Bruins, I can't think of another situation. And I don't know what the Bruins are going to be like this season. Mm-hmm. Probably still going to be pretty good. Yeah. But losing, you know, Bergeron and Krejci down the middle, big-time loss for the Boston Bruins. And they're in salary cap hell themselves. Yes, exactly. But just hockey-wise for Elias Lindholm, this is a great fit for him. And I think that's going to be a big factor on whether or not he stays. Uh, great event. Lenny had the hole-in-one, raised a ton of money for charity. Uh, Dallas, Candice... Amanda, the entire team at CSEC, great job. Uh, another great year of putting on an outstanding event. Uh, Rolly Sear, of course, is uh, outstanding at the top of the table there as well. Um, 
No, I will say this, George. I was enjoying the auction, the dinner, the speakers. Looked down, realized, oh my goodness, it's almost 6.30. And as much as Derek is just doing great work as an MC, I had a back table. Maybe check in on how the Jays are doing just for just for a quick second during yeah. the speech. Just a quick second. Sure. All I needed was a quick second because all of this had already happened. 1-1. One, one. Hit high in the air, out to center field. Hit pretty well. Varsho back at the wall. He leaps, and he can't get it. It hits high off the batter's eye for a three-run home run for Nathaniel Lowe. Grossman slams one high and deep out to left field. It ain't coming back. It's deep into the 100 <laughs> level. A two-run home run for Robbie Grossman, and the Rangers have opened a 6-0 lead. Uh, yeah, sad Ben Wagner. Those calls are very he, different than... He sounded a little melancholy. He sounds... There's a little bit of a, a lump in his throat, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe it was shortly after I had checked in, the Rangers had actually gotten out in front 7-0. The Jays had five hits all day. Four of them came against the starter, Jordan Montgomery. On the other side, Kikuchi gave up six earned runs on five hits and two walks, which feels difficult to do, to give up six earned runs on five hits and two walks, but nevertheless... Struck out three along the way. Jays eventually lose 10-0, George. Yeah, um, this is what the Toronto Blue Jays are uh, and have been for the majority of the season. If the pitching isn't fantastic, which has been for the majority of the year, they get waxed Yeah, because the offense is just subpar. It just is. Like, Vladdy, Bo, Bo, after coming back from – he hasn't been the same guy since hurting his knee. And you can't really fault Bo because he was basically carrying this entire offense – for at least half of the season. But he hasn't been the same guy since he's hurt his knee. And they, they just can't hit. The offense is way below average. The one the biggest thing heading into the offseason, what did Ross wanted to what did he want to concentrate on the most? Run, run, run prevention. And they've done a good job of that. Pitching's great. Defense is good, very good. And honestly they can't hit. In the and, off, yeah, and in the offseason you would have looked at it and said, This is a pretty good lineup. Yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah. I know hope is a good thing, the best of things, but that's essentially what this Blue Jays offense is. You just hope somebody runs into a couple home runs and their pitching holds up. Yeah. That's essentially what it is here. And if this team misses the playoffs with the amount of talent on this roster and how good the pitching has been, what an absolute catastrophe. And I think ultimately it might cost Ross Atkins' job. Yeah, worst case scenario through three games of this series, it'll conclude And maybe tonight. John Schneider. Same start time just after 5 o'clock right here on 960 or on Sportsnet West. Nathan Eovaldi will face Kevin Gossman on the bump. Let's see if the Jays can get any help on the scoreboard. The Astros were closing out their series with the A's, trying not to get swept. Mariners were looking to win their series in the rubber match against the Angels. We'll start with Houston and Oakland. But listen, the, day, the A's can only do so many favors in so many days at this point of the season. Blackburn's 3-1. And that is hammered deep down the right field line. Ball is hooking. If it stays fair, it's gone. And it is fair. And a three-run homer. Jordan Alvarez goes deep. And the Astros go up three to nothing. Yeah, that would be enough. The Alvarez three-run shot in the fourth gave him a three-nothing lead. Astros win the game six to two. They avoid a sweep at the hands of the lowly A's. Elsewhere, Angels and Mariners. This one much closer, in fact. The Angels took a 2-1 lead into the fifth inning, but just one run would not be enough. 
And again, the one-two to Cal. Swing and a line shot into right field for a base hit. Tied a third. Going to be waved in. Up of the ball is Phillips. The throw to the plate on the fly. The slide and safe at home is tied. Julio at third. Cal on at first. Hergut, leg kick, delivers. Fastball swing and a one-hopper. Up the middle, off the glove of the second baseman. Drury gets into center field. Here comes Julio to score. And the Mariners have the lead 3-2. Little small ball ties the games, and then old Teoscar Hernandez comes Teoscar through. Teoscar Hernandez. Teoscar Hernandez comes through with the big RBI for the Mariners. Gave him a three-two lead. That's your final score. And worst case scenario comes through on the out of town scoreboard. Both the Rangers and the Mariners are off today. As we look at the standings, Houston is a game up on Texas in that AL West in the wild card. Texas is a half game up on Seattle. Seattle is a game up on the Blue Jays. So even if the Jays win today, they will not jump over the Rangers. They'll still be a half game back of Texas. Um, Real quick, I talked about Ross Atkins. Uh-huh. Saw this tweet. Um, listen to this. Alex Anthopoulos, remember the darling of the Toronto Blue Jays fan base? Of course. Very great guy. Always has Atlanta, time for everyone. World Series. Yeah. Um, a World Series champion with the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Uh, I saw this tweet. Um, Alex Anthopoulos has now won his division every year since 2015 and won a World Series. Ross Atkins hasn't won a playoff game with a team he's essentially built now. Hasn't come close to winning a division title, and he's on his third manager. But remember, remember when Ross and Mark came here, Mm -hmm. that's what we were told because of the great job they did in Cleveland. You know, uh, the farm system's going to be terrific, and they're going to build from within, and then... uh, I True. can't believe Anthopolis like, traded all these prospects. Yeah, like, the other thing, too, is, like, these guys went out and drafted some players and never turned into anything, and most of it was because oh, of injuries, right? Okay. Like, you've missed on some draft picks, without oh, a doubt. No, but... 100%. I, everybody again, does. Again, no, it's it's not about drafting. It's about prospect development, because the baseball draft is an absolute crapshoot. Yeah. Right? It's not like it is in hockey when you have high first-round picks. No, I understand. Like, the baseball draft is an absolute – it's about developing prospects. So what happened? But, what but, has happened to Nate Pearson? Whose fault is that? It's bad luck. Like, yeah. That's what that is. No, yeah. I, and again, this is just the way Anthopolis was allegedly treated by these guys when he came in. Like, that's just one decision that will haunt the Blue Jays organization maybe forever. Because who knows where this team is right now if Alex Anthopoulos is still the general manager. And I know it helps when you have a generational-type player, Ronald Acuna Jr., for the Atlanta Braves, and you sign him to a ridiculous deal. If I'm Ronald Acuna, I'm like, uh, actually, we need to renegotiate this thing. $10 million a year for Ronald Acuna is way underpaid. Like, yeah, the first well. guy in Major League Baseball history to hit 30 and steal 60. But Alex Anthopoulos has absolutely killed it right in the ATL. Ross Atkins... With the Blue Jays. Yeah, has not been outstanding in his tenure here. Hey, the NFL returns tonight. Week two is here, George. On one side, you got the high-powered offense, the Eagles, with their stout, aggressive defense. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles coming off a week one victory. You take your deuce. You don't You don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. Yep. Now, granted, last week wasn't a deuce per se. They did beat the Patriots 25-20. Yep. to 20. But nevertheless, Jalen, onwards. That was Jalen Hurts at some point last season. Mini heading into the link in Philly looking for an upset win. What if we played shirts versus skins? Ooh. I like it, Kirko. Love it, Kirko. 6-15 start, George. Total set, 49. Ooh. Eagles favored by 6. Yeah, not not a good... Because that's in primetime fate, fate, fate. Yeah, uh, not a good look for the... Uh... 
when uh, the, the Bucks go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings in week one. I love the Bucks uh, saying this season with Baker Mayfield under center. Time to bake. Time I love to, what the Bucks are saying. Bake. It's time to bake with Baker Mayfield. Uh, this is Let a him game, bake. Like, again, you Let look bake, at the bake. offensive and defensive line Let of the Baker Philadelphia bake. Eagles, they should be able to hammer the Vikings. And if you're a Justin Jefferson owner, you just hope he's going to catch like 100 balls to keep this game competitive. Because the Eagles should go into Minnesota today and kick a hole in the Vikings. Also in Chicago, uh, this game's in Philly. Also in Chicago, oh, in Canadian Philly, Chase Claypool might be a healthy scratch after a pitiful showing last week for the Bears. The Steelers got a second round pick for Claypool, and it might be a big swing and a miss from Chicago. We can ask Ross Tucker that straight ahead. Then again, really didn't look like a good deal to start. The NFLPA also released a statement on the turf at MetLife basically saying this is ridiculous that they change it for the World Cup and exhibition games, but not the NFL, which that's yep. been Patty Dumas' point over the last couple of days. I, listen, and the other point they were making is that it costs more having star players go down to injury than it would cost to maintain the grass, which is fair. Here's the thing. I don't trust NFL owners to spend when they don't have to. Some organizations will, but many of them won't. They basically get what they want because yeah. it's the NFL. Yeah. Like, so, how much power do the players really have in the NFL? Yeah. So I just don't know if this changes, we, even with the NFLPA putting out this statement yesterday. I don't know if it even moves the needle. We, we talked to uh, Dave Dickinson about this yesterday. We'll talk to Ross Tucker about it straight ahead. Uh, Dave's saying he's played on fields where the grass is frozen, and it hurts like hell when you get into it. Ridiculous. So we'll ask Ross Tucker about this because I'm sure he definitely has an opinion because he's obviously one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. And the dude's an absolute beauty. So we'll get his opinion on this. Should should more stadiums have grass in it? Because he's played for some teams on artificial turf. Bills, Patriots, he's played for those teams. We'll get his thoughts on the difference between a grass and the fake stuff. Because even Dave Dickinson told us some of the new fake stuff is super soft and super spongy. Which is fair, but, like, you understand my overall point here. Yes. It's not going to change. I yeah, don't but see a way. I also, I, how is it going to change? I also think a lot of owners as well, uh, want to, they don't want to see their star players go down. Unless players start saying, like, vehemently in free agency, like, I refuse to go to your team because you have turf. Which I... I, I don't know how far we are from that. No, I I don't I, I would highly doubt that because guys just want to get paid. But again, that's But this is my point. But ask like, Ross again, Tucker that question. But this is Let's once again my thinks. point that there is not enough like there's nothing's going to get done about this. Let, let, we're Maddie, making a whole years, about nothing. Okay, but for years like I, I understand what you're saying. The NFLPA is weak. That's very exactly weak. what I'm they saying. They get walked over. They don't, they're the only league that doesn't have a guaranteed contract. And listen, if the players are also going to do this and they're going to not put their foot down and say, I'm not playing for your team, then yeah. this is exactly what you're going to get. What do you expect? Sure. In basketball. You're doing basketball story? I yeah. know for a fact. I'm just guessing also, really. Okay. The NBA's approved a player participation policy, George. Yeah. Uh, it's about time. Uh, it mostly means that when you got a star player, you got to play them to an extent so fans can see the stars. If a player was selected to an all-NBA team or an NBA all-star game over the last three seasons, they are considered a star by this metric. If a team has stars, they must manage its roster to ensure that no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Star players have to be available for nationally televised games in the in-season tournament. You have to maintain a balance between the number of absences between home and road games, and you have to refrain from any long-term shutdowns. And I like this one. If a player is resting, he has to be present and visible to fans. 
because it's what a just mess. mostly the same thing, right? If you can just see him in street clothes, what a mess! Gross. Like, how do you even? How do you even? How do you even adjudicate this? Like, how do you right? even? How I do was even, reading the rules. I was like, this seems very loose. And then players like, go, "Ooh, he's dealing with a groin issue." Yeah, it's he's not sitting. rest. Yeah, he's got a sore knee. No one's gonna want to make an all-star game anymore either. Yeah, exactly. Well, well no, uh, they, they do because of contracts. Because the stuff. contracts in the NBA they use that stuff. Because, yeah, it's the one. It is league weird where, though. Like, like Clay Thompson isn't going to be considered a star player on the Warriors. Okay. I I think it's going to be like like no, he's going to be a guy but, that want he's going to be a guy that wants to rest like, right now, but. Like it's essentially like if LeBron goes to a, a a city that either the Lakers only play once, LeBron should be playing there for the fans in that city who pay the tickets to go. Well, and the other thing that's here what, is that's that essentially you can't, what this is. Well, and you can't rest LeBron and AD in the same day. Yeah, if you have, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going. And then the in-season tournament, we'll see how can't much miss that see either. much juice that has. Don't too. you dare! Uh, hey, Davis Cup yesterday, good showing for Canada. Your ball was long. Are you me? That thing was in! Canada swept Italy yesterday. 3 nothing. Suck on that. No problem. Uh, if there's one sport I saw played the most when I was in Italy, it was definitely tennis. Really? Without a doubt. Not the football? Nope. Nope. Huh. For some reason, there was a lot of courts as you were driving by on trains yep. and stuff like that. A lot that. of good Italian players. Uh, they play Sweden at 7 o'clock this morning. That's when the, the day will begin for them. They are out in Bologna, Italy. Uh, Chile at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Or, pardon me, 7 a.m. on Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Top two teams move ahead to the elimination stage. And you can watch all this on Sportsnet 1. Cool. Also, a little junior hockey for you tonight. The Hitmen have their final home preseason game. They battle the Hurricanes of Lethbridge out at 7 Chiefs Arena. That'll go at 7 o'clock. That's all I got. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff in the Rose Report. It's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave in 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, our man NFL on CBS, the Ross Tucker Podcast. Ross Tucker will join us. We're on location right now at the Hospital Home Lottery Show Home. It's beautiful. More details straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.